welcome. You're listening to the ICC Review. I am Sanjana Ganeshan. This is a regular podcast where we bring to you the biggest stories in cricket with the greatest names in the game. In this episode that was recorded on the 13th of September 2022, we are in conversation with ICC Hall of Famer Mahela Jayawardene. Mahela, welcome to the ICC Review once again. Since we last spoke with you, what's new in your world? What's happening? I think uh, the new thing is finally got back home after a um couple of months in England um with the 100 um it was exciting tournament unfortunately uh, we didn't have the legs to go all the way but uh, yeah i mean it's good to be back in sri lanka i haven't uh, been here for a while so just um enjoying time with the family is it a coincidence and a delectable one at that that your restaurant ministry of crab is opening up in melbourne for the one month that the t20 world cup is going to be played Yeah I mean it 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 was something was on the cards anyway for us and we did the same thing in 2014 World Cup as well it was in Sydney we had the pop up so I'm looking forward to it everyone's highly excited uh, there's a huge Sri Lankan community so we've got a very good response um, already so yeah hopefully you know I, I get to go and you know enjoy a meal now <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of Sri Lanka congratulations they are the champions of Asia what did that win mean to everyone back home and what did you make of their win at the Asia Cup yeah it was brilliant i think uh, i'm really proud of the boys the way they played um, i don't think that anyone gave them any chance of you know winning uh, the tournament personally i knew that you know they had the capabilities they were knocking on the door just they needed that little bit of confidence i think you know once they got that they just played some brilliant cricket i think there were no superstars it was purely a team effort everyone chipped in we we already had few guys who had to perform guys like wanidu hasaranga kushal mendis which they did but i think everyone else chipped in as well so really really happy for the boys and and um, people here you know were starving for some excitement for some time and and usually it is the cricket team um who brings that for them but we had the netball team winning the asian netball championship on the same day which was brilliant for them and it was a great sporting day for all of us i think you know everyone enjoyed it just sitting and and watching you know it just uh, was brilliant i i really thoroughly enjoyed the finals sounds like a fantastic sunday in sri lanka but uh, even though you had belief in the side were you surprised at all by the tournament result i mean it was about you know playing some big games against big opposition and uh, it was always going to be tough when you're up against the likes of pakistan and india especially the way these two teams have been playing recent past so the first game the way sri lanka you know fell against afghanistan i felt that you know the boys probably been low in confidence but they bounced back strongly a couple of big wins um against bangladesh and again beating afghanistan so that win against india was crucial in this whole process and and uh, they really showed up and and you know fought their way through that game as well so once you do that you know you know they're in very good confidence so it, it wasn't when i said i had belief because the talent that we possessed and and this group has been together for quite some time now so the way they performed against australia and and recently and the way they've been playing white ball cricket they were showing that quality of being able to consistently perform not just win one game and you know not being able to stay at that level so i think this tournament itself provided that platform for them and and uh, the way they you know bowled batted and especially on the field the way they fielded the energy that just showed was brilliant and it was outstanding and yeah there was no surprises once they got into that stride i knew that 
they were capable of going all the way. What did you think of Dasun Shanaka's captaincy given the tough start that Sri Lanka had to the Asia Cup against Afghanistan? Yeah, I mean, I'm sure like I've been, you know, chatting to the boys on and off because as a consultant, you know, that's part of my work uh, with the coaching staff as well, trying to make sure that, you know, they they are focused in, in what they need to do. Dasun's always been a very simple guy in the sense that he doesn't overthink too much. Um, he knows, you know, what needs to be done. He's been a good leveler for the entire group. And and his performances as well, I think he, he batted brilliantly in a couple of the games, the crucial games that probably gave him a lot of confidence. And, and he kept all the other boys quite calm when it came to all the, the situations. Um, I think, you know, he's growing in confidence uh, and maturing as a leader. And, and this group do trust him out there on the field, which is uh, another vital thing. So I'm, I'm very happy for him. It's been a tough couple of years for him as a, as a captain. So finally to come through with the, the Asia Cup, obviously, uh, was brilliant. Even with Lahiru Kumara and Dushmanta Chamira missing, the pace department of Sri Lanka made a huge impact during the course of the Asia Cup. Is this the most depth that this Sri Lankan fast bowling attack has ever had? Yeah, I think that was a concern for us going into the Asia Cup because um, both Lahiru wasn't fit and, and Dushi had that ankle issue. So we wanted to give him an extra rest before the World Cup. So we went with, you know, four bowlers who hadn't made a um, T20 debut. They all made their T20 debuts in the Asia Cup. Was very impressed, especially with Dilshan Madhushankar, the left armor. I mean, when we saw him bowling in the recent um, domestic tournament, he, he was brilliant and he played well in the Australian A series as well. So it was a huge step up for him. But I thought, you know, in big stage, he, he with the new ball, apart from that first over in the finals where, you know, he, he, he looked a bit nervous. But other than that, it was brilliant. And, and all the other bowlers as well. I mean, they showed a lot of maturity character in, in a big tournament. So that pace department was a concern because that lacked a lot of no experience at all in that. We had the two spinners who were brilliant and we knew that, you know, they were going to be the key for, for Sri Lanka in the entire tournament. And uh, But the, the young fast bowlers did really well and to answer to your question yes I mean having that kind of depth gives Sri Lanka the confidence going forward and these are all young bowlers so Vinura Fernando, Lahiru Kumara, Dushwanta Chamir all three are possibilities for that World Cup squad so yeah it's, it's, it's good to have that kind of um, bench strength. With the Asia Cup win now under the belt what would count as a good performance for Sri Lanka in the upcoming T20 World Cup? I think nothing but going all the way. I think that's how Sri Lanka should be looking at it. Even though we have to qualify for, for the main tournament, which is the case last year as well. But Sri Lanka went all the way and, and they had some big wins in that World Cup last year in UAE. And probably were a game away from being in that semi-final. So I think you know it's the same group of players. If they take the confidence that what they achieved in the last World Cup and then the Asia Cup and now, I think they shouldn't be looking at anything other than going all the way and winning the World Cup. I mean, that's the attitude to have. And this is a group that I feel that will play with that no fear and, you know, no extra luggage on them either. So just go out and enjoy their cricket play. They did well in Australia in November when they toured um, in, in the T20s. They really, really uh, performed well. 
So if they take all that into account, I think, you know, they're, they're in a good space now. Compared to the UAE, Australian pitches are a little firmer and faster. Do you see this being a challenge or an opportunity for this Sri Lankan setup? Well, I think it is an opportunity. They are big grounds as well. So the spinners do have that advantage. So the two spinners, it doesn't matter the conditions, you know, they will come into play. For the fast bowlers, it is an opportunity. You need to hit that. Um, length and line and, and when you have guys like Dushman Chavira and or Lahir Kumar if he's fit Binura and, and Dilshan Madhushanka promote all these guys you know if, if they bowl good areas they're going to get purchased they got the pace they got the bounce and, and the movement so they will have that opportunity it's the batters who will have to adjust accordingly but what we've seen in the recent past you know our guys have played well in Australia it's about the mindset. It's about going and, you know, playing the brand of cricket that they want to play. So um, the start of the World Cup is going to be very crucial for them, getting that momentum and getting themselves adjusted to those conditions. But I'm, I'm very confident that, you know, they're capable of doing that. And somebody who's an important part of this Sri Lankan setup, Vanindu Hasaranga, he's proved himself time and again. How much better do you think he can get? He's shown in the last 12 months how mature he is, um, not just as a bowler, with the bat as well. In, in tough situations, he, he really come and, and delivered. But as a leader in that group, I think, you know, even though he doesn't have a title as vice captain or a captain or anything like that, but I think underneath all that, you know, he's become a leader. He's become a leader who all the young guys look up to. And he's commanding that respect in that group on the field, especially. So when his performances are at that level, the rest of the team do follow as well. So it's always good to have world-class performers in your in your unit. People then rally around them and, and one into stake and that in, in, in the right way. And just doing what he loves to do out there in the middle, which is, you know, playing some brilliant cricket. What, according to you, sets him apart from the best in the world? What is his biggest weapon? The confidence that he has with the ball, um, even in this tournament where there are a couple of times that he did got hit. He just keeps coming back at uh, at the opposition. He doesn't shy away from a challenge um, and he wants to be in the game. And Sri Lanka management have noticed that. So that's where he's been sent up the order, floats him around, gets the best out of him in, in those situations, gives him the tough situations to bowl as well. Yeah, I mean, he like he loves a fight. I think um, that's what world class cricketers do. They want to be in that contest all the time and and uh, be part of that. And um, you know, that's probably what he has, and he has a lot of confidence about his abilities, which is which is a great asset. You told us uh, yourself that he doesn't shy away from a fight. He's got an extremely extroverted approach to the game. Tell us about his on field attitude. On field, I think, you know, it's just, it just how he goes about. I think, you know, he, it's, he's the same one in the Hasaranga that I, I saw six years ago when he came into the setup um, as a youngster playing 18 cricket, you know, playing, you know, first class cricket. I mean, he had the opportunity. He was extravagant with the ball or with the bat. You know, he was making mistakes, but he's learned from that and he's just gone about getting better at what he does but it's just the attitude I, I just love that how he approaches the game off the field as well you know he's 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 got that little bit about him which obviously helps him you know to be who he is on the field um yeah I mean he's still young I mean a lot of cricket in front of him so 
as long as he understands you know what needs to be done and and be competitive out there that that's the most important thing did you always think that he would have such a big impact uh, on the game back home in sri lanka do you have any stories from the early days in his career that talk about his on field and off field extroverted approach to be honest i mean he he started playing after his, his brother was actually playing while we were playing cricket as well chaturanga so banindu was much younger just was playing under 19 cricket when we were finishing off and then started playing first class cricket we always knew that you know this guy can bowl and bat but we never knew the the quality of bowler that he could turn out to be i mean initially didn't have the accuracy didn't have that zip but he always had you know uh, some x factor about him how we went about so that's where sri lanka invested him in in when he was quite young especially in white ball cricket it's just the way he has blossomed and and he's coming he's also from down south the quite close to where lasit was um and and has a similar mannerisms and and the the way they both came out like they start their careers as you know quiet starts in a corner of a dressing room and then little by little they grow the the hairstyles change the the tattoos come out the whole thing so i think you know it just quite similar how how lasit you know became who lasit was and 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 that's how i see the way banindu has blossomed out uh, as a as a player i remember him being very quiet initially in in those first few years just going through that but i now see the the mature much more you know vocal person in that dressing room so i think you know that confidence and and all that but i think the most important thing is like you know once they cross the field like lasit is is a competitor so that's that's what i love about him fantastic and sri lanka took on pakistan in the final of the asia cup babar azam didn't have a very good tournament he lost his uh, t20 international ranking to mohammad rizwan were you surprised at all by his form the way babar has been batting last two years you know uh, for him to have a tournament like that is is, is a concern but I, i think he's still a quality player uh, probably the occasion being part of an asia cup and and not that often that india pakistan play each other as well two games before the main stages as well so maybe the whole pressure got to him as well a little bit i would say but he's still a quality player i think you know pakistan did miss him with the bat because rizwan and him up the top are a very very consistent opening pair and the success of pakistan in the last two years has been on that foundation and where they all the big hitters come in in the middle and you know take they give that platform and they take it on so that's something that they missed um, but all good players do go through a little lean patch i'm sure you know he'll go back and and um, go through his processes and and come back stronger do you think that some teams and bowlers might have just figured him out not really i think you know they have a couple of good balls which which got him out in in this competition and then couple of soft dismissals you know which could happen so you can't really put something and say that you know people have figured him out it's just the occasion the conditions and all that you take him away from this tournament and put him in another tournament you know he'll come back strongly so the quality is always there and i, I think you know baba is 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 that kind of a batsman that he will go through that process vigorously make sure that you know he comes back stronger from watching him at the asia cup is there anything about his batting you think pakistan should be concerned about ahead of the world cup no i think the the importance is that 
you know, when you have a quality player like that, you know, try and not put pressure on him. I'm, I'm sure there would have been a lot of discussions about his form in the Asia Cup and, and, and all that. But leading up to the World Cup, you want your best player to be confident, relaxed and, and going into the World Cup. So as long as they are not putting undue pressure on him, you know, that's the important thing. And being the captain and being the best batsman in your team, it, it is not an easy task. So that's something that he has to live up with, with going into a World Cup. Forget about, you know, his captaincy and all that and be the batsman that he can be and then be the captain. He needs to be out there on the field. So the, these two responsibilities has to be managed separately and, and that's key for anyone to be a good player and then being a captain of a team. Pakistan have another emerging star in Naseem Shah who through the course of the Asia Cup won uh, games for Pakistan with the bat and ball. Do you see him having as good a first T20 World Cup as Shaheen Afridi did last year? Yeah, I mean, I was, um, I mean, I've been following Nazim for a while now. Obviously, they used him a lot in red ball cricket in in test matches because of his pace. Um, he they they did not pack him too much with his accuracy with with the white ball format. But lately, you know, with a lot of cricket being played, he's he's come of age and and the control that he showed, especially with the new ball picking up wickets, that's that's a key element. And and that Pakistan attack will look much stronger with. Shaheen Afridi back as well um, and the way Harris Rauf bowled, um, he bowled quick with the two youngsters. I mean, they've got a really, really good pace unit. Nasim has been brilliant. I think, you know, I was quite impressed uh, how we went about the skills, um, especially bringing the ball back into the right-handers, the way he swung the ball with that kind of pace. So, yeah, I mean, Australian conditions, those guys will be a handful, especially if, if for quite a few opening batsmen, that will be a nightmare affair if, if Shaheen and, and Nazim um, bowling tandemly from, from both ends. And steering our conversation back to the South, Sri Lankan selectors have a big task ahead of them in naming their T20 World Cup squad. They're going to have to make some tough calls. What are some of the biggest challenges you see them face? The playing eleven, the skeleton looks affirmative. I think they have the main players that they're looking at who were part of this T20 World Cup. Probably the guy who's might miss out on that would be Avishka Fernando, who was in their frames, but with that ACL injury and the operation and all that, I don't see him getting fit for, for this World Cup. So he, that is an absentee for them. Uh, apart from that, I think Dushman Chamira is an automatic selection coming back in if his ankle is, is, is good. And they'll be sweating on, on Lahiru Kumara's uh, fitness as well. He hasn't played any competitive cricket. So that would be a decision that they will have to think. But given the two young bowlers, the way they have bowled, it's not a big problem that they face. Um, so I don't see many issues, but it's just the the options of having that squad, which is important, like the, the backup players, you know, just in case of an injury and, and where do they see the X factor coming in. So those are discussions that they will have. But I think the main group of players have been together for more than 12 months now. And barring injuries, I think they'll be on a flight to Australia. Do you see any surprise inclusions being made? No, I think the surprise inclusions have been in that Asia, Asia Cup uh, um, with the young left-arm fastball. I was very impressed with him, what he showed promote as well, you know, the variations that he bowled as well. So, and they still have uh, probably Matish uh, Patirana, the fast bowler, the young under-19. Uh, they've been having him in the squad. So that is an X factor for them to utilize if they want to. 
So those are the decisions that they probably have to make who's going to be in that squad. But I think the spinners, they know exactly what their options are and the backups and, and then um, the batsmen seems, you know, they've got a settled top order and a middle order and just having that backup option. So, yeah, I think Sri Lanka 12 months ago and, and now are much, much settled team, much settled squad. Each other understands their roles. Clarification, if they want, only because of Australian conditions, they'll probably make that one change uh, in that squad. They want that bit of extra pace. Do you see anyone being left out apart from, obviously, Avishka Fernando because he's still recovering from an injury? I don't see any of them. It's just that if Lahiru Kumar is fit as well and, and Vinora Fernando, who bowled really well in Australia, the tall left-arm fast bowler. So those are the two guys who missed out on, on the Asia Cup. So those are the two decisions that they had to make. But those are experienced calls uh, like bowlers who they prefer to have in the squad. So I don't see any, any other surprises. And talking about India's prep ahead of the T20 World Cup, Ravindra Jadeja has not made it to India's squad owing to an injury. Now, India will miss his bowling, but they'll miss his batting even more because having a left-hand batter in a predominantly right-handed batting lineup, is that going to be something that India might see as a challenge? And how do you see them filling that void? Yeah, it is a challenge. I think they've fitted him nicely in that number five role. He's been batting really well. And him and, and Hardik, uh, being in that top six and, and two guys who can give that all-round option gave India a much more flexibility with that, that batting order. It is a tough one for them and probably a concern not having that left-hander. So I think they've switched to leaving out DK and then you know bringing uh, Rishabh in that role, batting at five or four. So those are things that they have to settle into um, going into the World Cup. But not, not having Jadeja, the form that he was in, um, it, it will be a massive loss for them, yeah. And a concern that India can finally put to rest is Virat Kohli's form because he's back amongst the runs. What do you think was key for him to return to form? Well, I think he was there and thereabouts pretty much. And, and then just didn't have that big score under his belt to get that confidence, especially in white ball cricket, which is always going to happen. And, and there were a few injury concerns for the last 12 months. He had little niggles that they rested him. And then India kept on, you know, giving people rest with the workloads that they had. So not having that consistent run also makes it tough. But I think, you know, in the Asia Cup, he batted well showed you know what he is capable of especially in that batting position it's always going forward for india to have that stability in that in that lineup and having confidence that a guy like virat is going to be a factor going to be a concern for the opposition as well so yeah i mean good to see him batting like that we need all these brilliant players to be in their best form you know in a world cup and that's what the World Cup deserves as well. You know, everyone going at each other at that level. Be a fascinating World Cup in Australia. And after falling short in the Asia Cup, what areas do you see India addressing before they get on that flight to Australia for the World Cup? For me, the way they played, I think the skills, uh, the talent, everything is there. Just a little bit of confidence uh, with the bat, with the ball. And, and on the field, I think these are little things that, you know, India will want to improve. You know, just the confidence of bowlers being able to get wickets and, and executing skills. Obviously, not having Jaspreet was was also a factor. You know, he, he, he fills a big gap for them with the new ball and at the back end. That will settle them as well when he's back in Australia. And, and, and the batsman, you know, 
backing themselves and, and batting with that confidence. And World Cup is about momentum. World Cup is about, you know, playing your best cricket at the right time. So as long as they lift their game up to that level, I think India has the quality of players who can do that. Australia have also named their T20 World Cup squad and Tim David has uh, been made a part of it. You've seen him very closely at the Mumbai Indians. Uh, what are your expectations from him? Well, I think he's going to have a free range. I think there's the good thing is there's no expectations on him personally. I think, you know, that's a great space to be in. Australia has a very, very good lineup and team's going to bring that little bit of X factor if they want to use at that uh, number six role, um, which they need uh, a big hitter and an explosive hitter. So brilliant for, for Australia to fall back to someone like that, having those options. I mean, what they've done is just strengthen their squad to play at different combinations and, and allowing them, especially on big grounds, you need a couple of big hitters be able to, you know, have that uh, impact. So that's what team has been doing in, in the Big Bash and, and lately in, in other franchise tournaments. So they just um, added a bit more ammunition to um, already, which is a very good uh, squad and a unit. From working with him and watching him play, as a player, what do you like most about him? How simple the game is to him. I think because two years ago, three years ago, he was just a club cricketer, playing club cricket, playing league cricket in England. And then all of a sudden, you know, the you know, the fran- through franchise cricket that, you know, he's, he's come to life. So the game's still simple for him and it's not too complicated. Um, he just uh, packs his ability and, and plays his natural game. So he leaves his last game pretty quickly and, and moves on to the next game. So which is a great ability for, for a player to have because of the way he's being playing cricket from one franchise tournament to another franchise tournament. I think that's the adaptability that he has. He's gotten used to that. So it, it's great. I mean, going into a World Cup, you're not going to think too much. He's just going to go and, you know, seize his opportunity and see what he can do. In the World Cup, he's going to be sharing the dressing room with some of the greatest names in the sport at the moment. Do you think that he has the attitude to be able to cope with that? Yes, I think he's been sharing dressing rooms with many big names in, in other dressing rooms in, in franchise cricket. So that's not going to be an issue as it is. He's a big boy. He can manage himself in a dressing room. So I think that the biggest thing is like as long as he doesn't put himself under pressure representing Australia for the first time in a World Cup is, is going to be an occasion for them, for him and for his family and all, all his friends. So as long as that doesn't defect him, I think you know he'll be fine. Awesome. Now we're heading towards a game. It's called the T20 World Cup Face-Offs. We've got um, player versus player, like for like. And you have to tell us who's going to come out on top in this T20 World Cup, your prediction and why. The first one's Bumrah versus Shaheen Afridi. Oh my God. Oh, that's going to be a tough one. I think Shaheen probably be brilliant in, in with the new ball and, and booms at the back end. So I'm going to give 50-50, but both of them are massive for, for both teams, for Pakistan and India. Babar versus Butler. Two different um, players. The, the approach is completely different. So I think the impact is on Butler, uh, how he's batting and how he goes about it. Babar is much more steady. Both players are important, but I think Butler probably have a bigger impact. Hardik versus Glenn Maxwell. You know, Maxwell in Australia has been pretty good. Um, he has a game sense to play that. Hardik has, after the injuries, he's come a long, long way especially with the ball as well. I think, you know, these are two solid all-rounders that 
both teams backs but think in australian conditions probably maxwell rashid khan versus vanindu hasranga oh come on <laughs> I'm glad that they're comparing Rashid and Vanindu which is which is a great for for young Vanindu but Rashid's always been a fabulous competitor so I think you know experience wise and all that it's probably go one up on on Vanindu but I'm I'm hopeful that you know Vanindu will, will be better than him and Rishabh Pant versus Dinesh Karthik a tough one I think you know it it depends the roles that you know they're going to play in the world cup but dk has always been a big game player in in tough situations so i i would back the experience of dk but it depends on the positions that they're going to bat as well and finally the t20 world cup is knocking at our door we want some predictions who do you think is going to be the winner of this edition of the t20 world cup i don't have a sri lankan cap right now but i'm going to wear that and say sri lanka <laughs> all right who do you think is going to be the top run scorer Tough one. I'll back an opener, probably Josh Butler. Who do you think is going to be the top wicket taker? One in the Hasarang. Who's going to hit the most sixes? Maxwell. Who do you think is going to be a young player to watch out for? Nasim Shah. And who's going to be the first to get a hat trick? Rashid Khan. Fantastic. Very well done. Thank you so much for joining us on the ICC Review. Be sure to follow all of ICC's digital channels for the latest cricket news and scoop. And also, do not forget to subscribe to this podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you so much for tuning in.